0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another exciting and intriguing episode of our podcast. So today's topic, I will be nailing it on the air and talking expressly on God's love. What do I we mean by God's love, that is agape, God's love for man, mutually for man. So if you're interested in learning and knowing more, And getting more knowledge. And revelation of the knowledge of God. Just keep listening. Okay, welcome back. I'll actually be talking about God's love. You know, we are talking about God's love. There have always been a question heaped out and generated well, why would a God somewhere actually love me who oh, I don't even know. And also one of the most asked questions are As young ones and anyone you find come across, they keep asking and saying, what makes you think a man who I don't even know could come and die for me? It makes no sense what are the factors that triggers him I mean what made him under went such brutal and brutish conditions just to save someone like me who I don't even know he doesn't know me and I kept asking people what makes you think this God doesn't know you he knows you you just actually don't know him you see the love of God Caught across every sphere of life. We see the love of God in everything, in nature, in our lives, and in the, in the mechanism at which human works, chemically, at molecular levels, at every instance in life, we see, and the love of God is expressed. So we are going to be talking about this love of God, and I, I will be trying to um now it is story to us about um, Nabil Qureshi. I read the book He was seeking Allah, finding Jesus. Uh, in one of uh, the chapters, he was talking with um, two of his friends, some uh, of his folks. They were, I guess they were in a restaurant and um, of course Nabel being a Muslim then looking for every convincing point without any reasonable doubt to disapprove uh propositions i know okay let me just give you the three proposition he is trying to disapprove that jesus did not die on the cross neither they did it, and also he is not the son of god and of course we know that is the core that he is not the son of god then he came up with uh, an analogy and said what will you say when i walk up to bill clinton and hacks him How much is the debt of the nation and Bill went all the way and said um, the debt is 700 billion dollars and then I put out 100 I mean one dollars and I gave it to him of what effect is that of what importance is one dollar how is it supposed to react we just say you're not serious then he said that is the way it is also how can a man for the sin of the whole world. Doesn't that sound so logical and uh, rational? How can a man pay for the sins of the whole world? Then David, Nabal friend, replied to him and said, Oh, Nabel. You can't be seeing Christianity right from the perspective of Islam. Once you keep seeing it that way, you get it wrong. You keep getting it wrong. You see, it takes God himself to pay the price for man. It takes the divinity to become humanity to pay the price for man's fall. You see, and that your analogy is actually filled with our sentiments is emotionally triggered and its conclusion is rather more or less like a conjecture because seeing it that way it is not as if God is paying the sin of man with one dollar it is actually paying it with an account that the, the the value is infinity his account for paying such is just in infinity it can't be exhausted. the love of Christ itself can't be exhausted so you don't see it as paying one dollar for 100 billion dollars but instead an infinity account paying 700 billion dollars. Wow that tried right, that so intensely. It tried right, that so much. So God's love is supreme it takes or it was love that took jesus from the right hand of god where he is to the cross no man would have done that that's why well the bible was made us to understand greater love has no man than this that a man should lay down his life for his friend no other love is greater than this you see once they tell you define love many people tend to say love or there's a propensity for people to say "Oh, love is a feeling of emotion love is this, love is that is the feeling you feel and they keep saying giving a lot of uh, emotional uh, triggered definitions but looking at it at God's perspective biblical perspective love simply means sacrifice of recent I saw uh, a post that was on uh, a social media handle of mine and not until now have i realized the shape of love is actually not the heart well ironically though so i realized that the shape of love is actually not the shape of the heart, but actually the shape of a cross drawn with blood that struck my heart so much. What's that telling us? It took love for Christ to leave his regalia of glory and come down to be naked dead in the sight of those one he came to save, and then thereby went to the cross and died for them, and went down to the grave and came out triumphantly. It was love. Love was speaking. Going back to Genesis, going back to Genesis, when God saw that man has fell. God said, man has become like us. We should analyze that statement well. Like us in what sense? Man has become like us. Man has become like us in what sense? God, what are you trying to say? It simply means Man has actually known the difference between good and evil. Everything has been exposed to him. He can see it. so Lest, God said, let's chase him out of the garden. Lest he comes and eat of the tree of life. And he will live forever. I saw love playing there. God had a plan to redeem man to bring man to himself. He had a plan to redeem man. That's why he said that. God said, let us chase him out, lest he comes back to take this tree. Cos knew once man comes back in that fallen state to eat of the tree of life, he has finally immortalized the man of the flesh. The flesh become immortalized, and there was no possibility anymore to rescue and to redeem man from his fallen state. So, for the man of the flesh not to be immortalized, he has to be deprived from eating the fruit, I mean, the tree of life. That was love playing there, God said no. I can't lose this, my lovely creature. That's why David was able to say, oh, why, why, why have you done this, oh God? That you made man above all this, giving him dominion, giving him power, giving him all this. God's love for man is unconditional. Love to Christ from heaven and made him die on the cross for us. So it takes no other person but God, no other person but God to pay the sin for man because man, our blood is corrupted. It takes a royal blood, it takes divinity. No, it's not angels, not angels, angels are capable of falling it takes one whose blood flows royalty and what divinity and what oh my god it takes god himself to save man not just anybody that's why they keep asking why was god imposing a man to die for for the world (laughs) look at God is actually not imposing anything on any man. God himself is dying for man. God himself came to redeem man. And that is where the problem comes in, is Jesus God. Of course, Christ is God, Christ, Jesus is the Messiah. The God, the Son of God, when we say the Son of God, okay, I don 't want to dive into that now. I have to be a lesson for another time. A Christ is called when the Bible says in First uh, John, we should read that uh, with understanding and contextually comparing comparing and taking closer look at those words critically that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word was God. You need no other person to explain to you what that means. Even the Quran said Jesus is the word of God. Clearly written, He is the Word of God. And the word with God was God. And God Himself was the word. The word became flesh and brought among what? Men. Hallelujah. So God. love for us is supreme love took him from the throne made his abode in the manger came as the poorest of the poor as a carpenter's son and yet with all this he still went to the grave for man not just that, I mean he went to the cross for man and not just that he also went to the grave and made his word with sinners But at the end the Bible said he came out triumphant and making a shoe sure of them Having destroyed principalities having spoiled them and he made a shoe of them and triumphing over them in it That is what God's love has done God is love that's why the Bible said the prophet and every other law hang on these two you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with everything in you your mind your soul everything then the next is like it you should love your neighbor as Christ has loved you <laughs> see it shifted from you should love your neighbor as you love yourself but as Christ has loved you, because the love of Christ is perfect. There are many who do not even love yourself not to talk of loving their neighbors. That's why he said, In your commandment have I given unto you that you love your neighbor as I have loved you. <laughs> Jesus knew the inconsistency in the love of man, he knew the inconsistency the irregularities, the shortcomings of what man professed to be loved. That's why he said, back then, because he could see the future, because he knew these questions like this could arise. That's why he says, Remain in my love for you. You can't love him. (laughs) It is impossible for the flesh to love him. So he makes the provision for you to remain. You don't don't force it. He makes provision. It is his duty to make provision. It is your duty to abide. So abide in his love. God's love for us is supreme. We cannot comprehend it. The love of God for us is supreme and is eternal. The greatest gift God has given to every man is a son as a son and the Bible says anyone who do not accept this son is damned only those who believe and confess with their mouth will be saved so don't reject the law of God as sense to humanity remember he did not pay, or he has not forced this on any man, he himself paid the price for man. He paid the price for redemption. He paid the price to draw us closer to himself, to what restore that fellowship, that relationship and connection. reject the love of God, because the love of God transcends our rational reasoning, it transcends our mentality, it transcends our scope of reasoning. God's love is vast. accept his love, accept it. the Bible says only those if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God will raise them from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's verse 10. God has loved you, my brother, my sister. Even before the foundation of the world, he said he has known you. You just don't know him. That is the answer to most of the questions, many hacks. How will someone I don't know pay the price for me? He knows you. You actually don't know him. That's why he's calling you into a fellowship with him. Come and know me. Come unto me, all you that are worthy. All of you that have everybody, you, come unto him. Come to him. I would like closing with um, this story. I came across while reading. Okay, not actually reading. I was listening to um, a message, and I love this analogy so much that it breaks my heart to see what we mean by the shedding of blood. Many people we we have now trivialized. The death of people we do not place uh, importance to what blood is anymore okay let me just go straight a friend a guy and his friend got into a room about taking dinner with his friend he was with his friend about taking dinner and then some unknown gunmen, armed with all kinds of ammunition began spraying and flaunting bullets into the hair Right before him, he saw most of his friends go down as a result of the effects of the gunshots. And of course, some of them died with a bullet getting into them. He said he saw their blood spilled. He saw their blood spilled. He quickly dashed under the table and turning it over. Turning it over. Of course, the armed man never noticed that. But he realized they were approaching him, they were coming closer and closer, then he just lied on the floor there. He lied quietly on the floor there. As they moved closer and closer, his heart began to race. No, of course nobody. At conditions like that, adrenaline are always at action. Said his heart began to race, but immediately they got there, they saw blood spilled all over, and the blood of his friends was also on him. He was drenched with the blood that had actually spilled from his friends. Then the armed men and the unknown robbers or gunmen assumed him to be dead. Because he was drenched and covered in the blood of his friends. Then they left. Then the priest came and asked him, he was so, he, could, he couldn't even talk. Because he was amazed, filled with amazement and also with fear. And they asked me, how were you able to survive? He said, I don't know how it happened. I just knew I was covered with the blood of my friend the bite. His blood actually saved me from those gone men. His blood was the covering, was the camouflage that I ran under and I was saved. I was assumed to be dead but instead but yet I was alive. That is the way the blood of Christ is. That is the way the death of Christ is. Christ died, spewed his blood over you. That you are dead to sin and alive in him, alive in Christ. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 2 verse 20, we are dead to the flesh that nevertheless will live But nevertheless we live as christians we are born twice and we die once we are born twice and we die once my brother my sister don't reject this love of god his blood should not go to a waste Accepting, receiving the love of God transcends every reality we can see. Irrespective of your belief, be it an existentialism, existentialism, or ism it may be, come to the revelation of the knowledge of the person of Christ. God loves you. God loves us all, and He has taken the step. He has taken and done everything in Him to provide that redemption for man. And I'm telling you, remain in my love for you. You can't remain until you have not come in. You have to come in first by accepting the Lordship of Christ. Come in and then remain. God bless you.